0: Invest in yourself today with our Insider Pro product, which gives you the career path to reach the next step in your cybersecurity journey. Join today on Cyberry.it using the discount code PODCAST. In this episode of the Cybrary podcast, we sit down with Josh Lospinoso, the CSO of Shift5. Speaking with Mike Gruen, the CISO of Cybery and Jonathan Myers, the head of infrastructure for Cybrary, they talk about a wide range of subjects, including encryption and government backdoors. Well, just tell us who you are, Josh. I'll, my name is Josh Lospinoso. Uh, hi, Josh. Hi, hi. Josh. Uh, I am a co-founder of Shift5, who defends planes, trains, and tanks from cyber attack. I know if you knew you could hack a plane, but you can. Um, I uh, graduated West Point in 2009 with uh, Jonathan over here Woo. and uh, went to the UK to do uh, grad school um, and then uh, spent eight years in the army as a cyber officer making, um, cyber capabilities and, uh, uh, and then recently got out and co-founded shift five. I, uh, have a book out C crash course cause the world needed another C plus book. Um, and, uh, yeah. Why C plus book? So, uh, when I uh, joined the army cyber Command and, um, uh, started doing security-related things Um, and had, like, a Java background, you know, a lot of enterprise engineering that G knows a lot (laughs) about. Um, And so, you know, understood programming reasonably well, although opinions will differ there. Um, And uh, when I I came to systems programming, like the things that run our operating systems and low-level computers and things, for the most part, you can't write programs in Java anymore. You have to take more control over what's going on. And so... Um, C++ was kind of the lingua franca and the shop that I was in. And I was like, oh, how hard could it be? The syntax is pretty similar. It turns out pretty hard is the answer. Yeah. And um, the problem is like the language has been around for 40 years and like it's evolved a lot. Like so C++ 11 came out in 2011, kind of changed everything. And so you have all this book material that it's not clear to the beginner. What's the old stuff? What's the new stuff? And, like, the language is really complicated because all these things nest together it's to give you, like, a really powerful presentation. But Yeah, I mean, just to stop yeah, you there, yeah. Uh, yeah. we took, I learned C++ in college. But I learned I
1: did, C++ in high school. Well, good for you. But we learned <laughs> uh, C, right? Yeah. And then and then we learned C++. Yeah. And so the C++ that we were learning was more of a bastardized version yep. of C. So yep. just the evolution. It's not just, like, you got C, it. C++. It's also all this
0: crap that you bring along from C that's still sort of... down in there yeah and it it turns out that all the old stuff is like kind of an anti-pattern now Um, oh yeah you know and and so like the, the the point of the book is to teach modern c++ directly to people that like to learn kind of brick by brick and um uh yeah, like you don't have to learn the evolution of the language. It's, it's it's made for people who already know how to program. And so like if you're thinking about getting into, you know, low-level cybersecurity or embedded controllers or writing, you know, any kind of system software... Um, this is like a book for you if you already kind of know Python or Java or you're, you know, pretty good programmer as it is.
1: Yeah, no, I think it did a, uh, C++ a huge disservice the way that we learned it. Totally, because yeah. Because that order made it very difficult to discern yep. C++. Like it's, right, yeah. not, you're not approaching it as a object-oriented programming you language. You got it. Um, which is why when, at my first job, we ditched C++ and just wrote C. Like that was just, right. it was. Right,
0: right. Because if you're going to write that way, like right, just my, write C. Right. Yeah, for yep, sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I will say like writing a book is a terribly painful, like lonely process. Um, you know, I read a couple of blog posts about how uh how much effort is involved in doing it and um I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's not that bad and like it's that bad. It just takes an inordinate amount of time to put book material together. What was sure. the worst what what
1: he what was not necessarily the worst part but the most surprising part?
0: The the most surprising part was how terrible I was at writing. <laughs> Um, so, you know, you go through college and you write like, you know, thesis and papers and all this kind of stuff. And, um, especially like when you're writing for an academic audience, it's like, okay to be super in the weeds and kind of out of order with things. Um, but when you're writing a book, so they have this job that I never knew existed called a developmental editor. Um, so these are people with a really, their brains work in a really strange way. Like they're, they're not necessarily super technical, but they can read, technical writing and tell you how your presentation is off. Like they, that makes sense. Right, so they can yeah, like yeah. read through and they're like, Hey, this doesn't make sense. Like it's almost good that they're not subject matter experts because they right. can just kind of like be like, this is, this doesn't make any sense. Rewrite this. Or like, I recommend that you shuffle things around this way. Kind of like uh what is
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll keep moving on. We'll keep going.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um uh, yeah. So I mean like I just the first, you know, hundred or two hundred pages I wrote, like the development editors developmental editors just like sent it back with like dripping in red pixels. And I was just like, I'll never I'm never gonna finish this because I'm a terrible writer. Right. And you know, you just I think you you relearn how to write in this way. And uh now it's like it. I'm ruined reading other books because that's like, yeah, so, so anyway, that's kind of like the, uh, the hardest part of, of writing a book is the writing part. It yeah. turns out <laughs> surprisingly <laughs>
1: cool. So what do you guys, so what's the, uh, the company that you're doing?
0: Yeah. So, um, I, so, uh, to answer your short question in the most long winded way possible, um,
1: you definitely want to start off with an introduction that uses even more words to say that it's going
0: to be long. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Check. Uh, check. <laughs> Um, so Mike and James, uh, my two co-founders are also army cyber officers. Um, and we met at the defense digital service, which is, uh, an organization in the Pentagon that like they hire, uh, people from private industry into government to just kind of throw hand grenades everywhere and like fix all the terrible it infrastructure. Um, and then kind of like go back into private industry. It's like really, really fascinating. Um, healthcare.gov was like the First example of this, they hired a bunch of people from Silicon Valley who like know how to make websites to and fix it. uh yeah. Not to, to fix not it. Not to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, so I met Mike and James at Defense Digital Service and uh, they were working on some really interesting projects where, you know, in my previous experience, hacking meant like you look at IT systems, you know, information technology, things that help you make business decisions, laptops, iPads, these kinds of things. Um these guys were looking at Weapon systems and operational technology, things that, that um, you know, manipulate the physical universe. You know, they move around, they're robots, they um, transport people, they're, you know, satellites doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, and it turns out these things these days, for economic reasons, have tiny computers all over them. Um, you look at a modern car and there's like a dozen, two dozen computers that are actually driving your car. Like you, you're, when you press the gas pedal, it's not actually like, you know, putting more gas directly into the engine. Right. It's like there's a computer that's mediating all that. Um, so we spent a couple of years like just kind of tearing things apart because there's no security built into any of this stuff. And uh, we decided like, okay, I mean... I think someone should probably make some cybersecurity products to like help defend this infrastructure from cyber attack because there's there's nothing. Um, and so that's what Shift5 does. We, uh, we have products that defend planes, trains, and tanks from cyber attack.
1: Cool. Yeah, my favorite uh, Black Hat talk was by the uh, car hacking guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which learned a lot and was actually just applicable in general engineering about.
2: How many years ago was that? Uh, three, four years ago? Yeah. How do you think the security has adapted in those three to four years, Josh? It's
0: not gotten better.
1: Uh, I mean, there. Were, I know that it got better prior to them. Like there was a while there that yeah. it was really bad. Yeah. Um, and I know that they've been, there's a lot of people that have been working with Detroit on some of the stuff. But yes, Totally, I mean,
2: totally. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think we were talking about this earlier. It's like there's this fundamental like missing information. Like we as technology people and like IT and engin- software engineers, like we've been on this path to like, securing things and like it's now basically baked in mm-hmm. that everybody is thinking about like cybersecurity and like everything we do, like multifact, like all of these things have been added along the way whereas it seems like this kind of stuff was kind of forgotten yep. and those people that were kind of building and doing these systems were so siloed off from like yep. the rest of the world that like nothing ever got done. Well, I think, right, I think
1: there's also other reasons for that. I have a friend who works uh, putting satellites into space, right? Mm. They have like cutoff dates on right. technologies and, right. and stuff like that. So, right you want to make sure your satellite you can't go with the most bleeding edge stuff with a satellite you want to go with the stuff that's yep. been tried and true and if it was written in the 70s it's tried and true right. but it's probably not secure uh, exactly, um, or mm-hmm. as secure as it should be yep. and, and i think that there's i think you're right that these systems um especially when you talk about planes cars where people's lives they don't necessarily think the people who are responsible for you know for things are not necessarily thinking about it from a cybersecurity aspect yep. but from a no, well, like, why would we put something new in that's just
2: probably going to smash? Why would we long? send these commands not plain text?
1: Well, I mean, there's all kinds of things. I mean, right, the, <laughs> right. The, the message bus on a car, right, it's really interesting. Like, the, the replay or, attack stuff was yeah. uh, was really interesting yeah. how they can, you can just, right, you can get ahead of the messages and exactly. you can
0: do all kinds of things. You can to block messages. Them. It's a single right. collision domain. So. Yeah. yep. Yeah, I mean, to your point, the Boeing 737 MAX 8 crashes, right? Like, right. you have a, an aircraft that they sl- strap these huge engines to, right? big deal. They had to put these like nose cone sensors in to see whether it was going to go into a stall condition. And it turns out that safety device is the thing that crashed these aircraft. Right. 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 Faulty sensor sends bad messages on the bus and, you know, hundreds of people die. So, yeah, there's like definitely a conservative nature to like the technology that we put on OT. And I think generally that's great. But for security like, if you have an active, like, attacker against one right. of these systems, it actually creates an environment where it's incredibly easy to do devastating things. Right, to-
2: and, and you know, you can
1: be pretty sure that, uh, that, like, you know, that car is going to be on the road for how many years? Like, just thinking about cars or planes, they don't get a lot of updates. Yep. Like, they're, it's not like somebody's patching the, like, going to do a firmware patch on all of the computers yep. in the car.
2: So well, Yeah, and, it's and like anything- Tesla was the first car company to do that, and that, was, that blew people's minds. Right. When the, what was that like two years ago? Yeah. They patched it, like somebody at Black Hat, like like did the exploit on the the Tesla, and then what did they say? Like twenty four hours later, yep. like all the Teslas had been patched. Yep. and it's like that. That was like mind blowing. But yep. you're like, oh, but that's like that's like normal when you talk about like computer and IoT devices. You're right? like,
0: oh yeah, firmware update. Like right. it just happened. Like yeah, sure. Like, Why are they different? Really, yeah, is the right. is the big question. Yeah, because there's like a convergence with with. Things that run IT and things that run OT. These days, hardware is incredible. Like the microcontrollers you can buy for a yeah. dollar, like they're insanely powerful. Like you program them in in in, a, in C now, so like software people can now like access things. Like look at Arduino's, right? Right. Um, field programmable gate arrays. that are these little chips that you can write software so that the thing acts as hardware. It's like, it's amazing. We're in this amazing world where there's like a convergence of all this stuff. And I think all the lessons we're learning from IT, like we have to bring those into OT. Not just security, but also DevOps stuff and right. like just, you know, continuous yeah. integration and deployment. Like I think embracing those concepts will will help to make things safer and more secure for sure.
2: Yeah, I think uh, we had a uh, Casey Ellis, uh, the CTO of Bug Crowd on the, the yeah. podcast. And yeah. he was talking about this that the problem is a lot of this stuff like this infrastructure and like things like that like they were never meant to go online. Right. And so it wasn't really right. a big concern, right. but what do we do now? We slap a layer of technology and we're like, "Oh, now it's online."
0: Right. Let's put yep. a cell phone in here so yep. that we can connect so this thing can connect to the internet inside yep. your car. Yep. And right. yep. and it's not ju- it's not just like the 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 OEMs that are engineering and in- internet onto these things. It's like third party stuff that we're putting on our cars. I was telling Jonathan about like, if you go on Amazon, they have these like fleet tracker things that, so you can like tell where your nanny's going, like uh, uh, in your car. Um, There's just like a hundred dollars or a cheating husband or cheating husband or whatever, yeah, you know, whatever you're, whatever you're <laughs> like, uh, you know, yeah. Same thing. Um, they're both in the car together. They're both in the car together. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. you're <laughs> tracking them at the same time at the same time. Yeah. Uh, when, um, It's two for the twofer. for uh, so you can buy these things for like a hundred bucks. They have, 4G LTE GPS Mm -hmm. and they're connected to the CAN bus in your car right and what's the CAN bus control area network in your car is uh, the collision domain it's the network that all of the devices that operate your vehicle communicate on and it's completely unsecured um and you say unsecure, You mean like plain text? Like yep. I could hook anything yep. up and yep. just read it? Right. I don't need yep. to. Yep, you can take over the bus. I don't have to
2: yep. break ciphers. I don't have nope. to. No, nope.
0: it's like Ethernet, and well,
2: it's like Ethernet. Right. <laughs> so I just throw like Ethereal on there. Yep, or I, it's not called Ethereal. Uh, they changed the name. I'm like. 10 years ago. Fuck. Wireshark.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, <just throw, laughs> yep. you
2: throw a Wireshark on yep. there and you just, you're just going to town. That's yeah. it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so shift five, one of the products to totally shill it, uh, is, it's like a Wireshark for, for the bus, right? So we do full take packet capture so that you can like actually do incident response on these things. Um, yeah, because th- there's no encryption, there's no security whatsoever. There's no attestation like, right. um, yeah, it's it's pretty terrifying. Yeah,
1: the way your speedometer knows how fast you're. Yep. The, the wheels yep. are just sending messages, yep. going seventy five, going seventy five, going seventy five. Yep. Turn it. I and, fell off. I right, fell off. <laughs> <right>. Turning forty five <laughs> degrees. Turning forty five <laughs> degrees. And they and it's just these replay messages. Right, yep. they keep sending out more the, as the thing is going. It's just yep. constantly reminding the. Yeah,
2: it's like in problem. your your basic Eeks class when you finally learned how to do the like the servo mm-hmm. or not Eeks but double e when you yeah. when you got the servo motors all wired up that's and right. it's just like it's just sending that same signal yeah. every time it's doing so and yeah. that's how you know
0: it's doing it no it's right. it's a perfect analogy because like even on circuit boards the way that all these like microcontrollers communicate these days is a serial protocol like spi i2c can is just another serial protocol right
1: and i think that the lesson that i took away from the the car hacking thing right was a lot of people approach these things, those systems, mm-hmm. as well, like, well, who's going to get access to this bus? Like, it's just this considered, like, we have a, we don't really have to worry about it because it's a contained unit. Nobody's going to have access. And so when we were at Red Owl and we were talking about, like, our ingest pipeline and all of the messages that were going to be going around, I was like, well, clearly there, you know, we can't just assume that there's right. not going to be something nefarious on this, on this, essentially the same type of message bus and yeah. resending things and, it. and inserting data into the stream.
2: Yeah, but I mean, even from like an information technology security perspective, like five years ago maybe ten years ago we used to be like oh it's air gapped it's fine Yep. so right, like exactly. even no, like we fine. were like k- right, yeah. right right, yeah.
1: Th- right it's air gapped it's fine but you don't realize down the line that somebody's going to put OnStar on there that's and right. allow somebody to just call your car unlock pass- your doors right. shut the engine off right. as you're going 85 miles an yeah, hour because right.
2: your dad says you're
1: out past curfew yeah. right. well first yeah. you have to put it into test mode and then you can, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you can yeah, throw yeah, on yeah, the brakes yeah.
1: Yeah. They, they, they did patch that The uh, in the beginning could just you had to anyway whatever
0: weeds weeds <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh, you know one of my favorite things like on the offensive side is if you have we call it eggshell security. It's like your if your defense is is the air gap. Like you've made my job very straightforward, right. right? Because once once you like compromise the air gap, it's game over. You know, I think modern IT cybersecurity practices you have defense in depth, right? right. Like you, yeah, sure, like do do security through obscurity that's fine but like don't rely on that also have you know strong perimeter you need to like monitor for continuously for for compromise like a, you know assume compromise like zero do,
2: trust networks i think zero is trust the new networks. hot word yeah yeah, yeah. Word. sure yeah, sure that was that was big yeah last year at black hat not well 2 years ago yeah this year was all military grade yeah <laughs> i don't know what that means i would not. Just, <laughs>
0: that
1: just means you can drop it and it doesn't break yeah. or it does <laughs> well, like, uh, i would yeah especially yeah in you couldn't drop context. tough books could yeah. you yeah,
2: yeah. I, I mean I dropped one. It didn't. Maybe I dropped it a little high.
1: But. I don't plan. Well, I, well I,
2: I left it on the hood of a Hummer. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, it's it's expensive. Drove off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. So I mean, um, I think it's easy when you like live in the security community to be a little bit of a security nihilist, right? Mm-hmm. But that can't be the right answer. Like we rely on these things every day. And so um, I think, you know, we're, we're getting better every day, especially in the IT world. Um, you know, look, like we trust some of our most important relationships online, you know, and we figured out a way to make something that was not designed with security in mind, like how IP networks work. And we've like figured out a reasonable way to like secure that. I mean, I think that's right. The whole internet
1: from day one was academics. If you look at every single thing, and and in the early days, right, it was like, well, why would some? I I remember reading about email. It was like this idea of like, well, why would somebody fake an email? Like, what horrible person would do something? So you know, and so um, exactly, email doesn't have security built in, and you know, you go all the way up, you know, all the way down, all the way up on. In the internet, and it's
2: so. Do you think we're going back down the slope with Congress trying to put in uh, intentional backdoors to all these types of software? Like, I mean, is that seems like a scary idea from a yeah, a, I mean, security I mean, perspective. But like, Congress is much more of an expert on cybersecurity than I am, so like, I, I trust that they're doing the right thing. Well, right? I mean, obviously,
1: there's some way for technology and government to work together to create secure backdoors, right?
2: I feel like you guys are trolling me right now. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, the government did great, right? Because, like, your startup, it's not about trying yeah. to protect these equipment systems that the government has, right? Because their shit's all secure. <laughs> um, this is
0: this is about, like, commercial uh, stuff, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so to try to be balanced about this, um, I mean, I, I think once that San, the San Bernardino shooting is when, like, a lot of this stuff came yeah. into the light, right? There's that iPhone that, like. Apple refused to. Apple refused to. So, like. We just asked some Israelis to look into it and they figured it out. But I think they already could, knew how. Yeah, the whole yeah, 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 yeah. issue was that
1: the government <laughs> yeah. didn't want
2: because then Oh, it's gonna take me thirty days.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah. it wasn't about that. It was that the, they wanna be they don't want to reveal how they did it so that Apple can't patch it. Yeah. And if it's in a
0: court case, then they have to reveal it Right. testimony. You know, right. whatever. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Um so like I understand to the layperson, it seems really um uh it doesn't make sense. Like encryption doesn't necessarily make intuitive sense. And so, you know, I could, I could see a layperson asking the question like, well, look, like we're, we're just trying to keep people safe and like prosecute pedophiles and ch- terrorists and these like really bad people. Um, and your technology is enabling them to like have this safe haven, like what the hell, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think sometimes we who know a thing or two about, cybersecurity and encryption have a tendency to just say like, you're totally off base, like you just don't understand how this works and it comes off very like um, it doesn't lend itself, yeah, exactly (laughs) it doesn't lend itself to like shared understanding and compromise Right. the the problem now
2: and it's also a very complex, like talking about encryption, like yeah. To actually understand like what's happening and things like that is very, like very complicated. It's a very comp like yeah. you have to be pretty good at math to like, yeah. like actually sp- understand
0: yeah right. super either you're super super good at math or like you just memorize what the su- the people who are super super good at math like Same. their conclusions are and then yeah. you're like okay this, this, guy, is just, yeah, this guy yeah exactly right.
1: I just memorize what other smarter people than me have figured out yeah exactly. it's like Bitcoin so that,
0: right. yeah. yeah it's like Bitcoin yeah, right. um, just like Bitcoin. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But it's basically I mean, the the fact of the matter is math doesn't care like who you are, like whether you're a law enforcement agency or you're like a a criminal, like a state actor or a state actor. Right. Um, You it's it's just doesn't make mathematical sense to say, uh, well, we're going to just put a backdoor into this encryption that only the good guys will be able to decrypt. It just doesn't. It doesn't shake out that way. And so. I mean, are um, they talking about that in Congress? Like the US using our
2: back doors against other nations? All Mm -hmm. kinds. I mean, they're already using back. I mean, that's the thing, right? No, but I'm saying like if they're mandating that we put in these back doors and then like, they're like, oh, we're no longer friends with Japan. Right. And then they're just like, oh, well, let's exploit all the phones that we have back doors I mean, to. I mean, I don't like,
1: think that there's any – I don't think they're talking about it from nation to nation. I think they're really talking about the FBI uh, law enforcement level of, hey, we know there are these people in the yeah, U.S. that right. we want to be able to like – you know, Right, but old, I'm saying like slippery day, slope. Like right, In the old days, right, like if they were doing it all through mail and, you know, uh, locked safes, right. we, could, we could crack those. We could – you know, we didn't need some – back door into a right. safe we right. could actually just open a safe like there's right. ways to always do that or um, open people's mail uh, or tap a phone but yep. and so the i think law enforcement has this You're view totally of right. this is the way we've always done it so we need to be able to continue being able to do what we've always done yep. in this new encrypted world so please go ahead and give us the
0: ability to wiretap and encrypted conversation. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Like they just, the you know, the way the government has historically operated is they they have a monopoly on force, right? Like overwhelming force is the, is is how they like solve these problems. Right. Like, you know, you get a warrant, and you can like bust someone's door open and and do whatever. But like cybersecurity and technology has this, it's it's a it's a leveling playing field where I mean, if you look at the tactics that law enforcement agencies use to like you know spy on people that have good encryption like they're putting implants on people's phones right, right. and and so like like rootkits and right. and like so you're using the same exact techniques as like you know criminal enterprises who are stealing bitcoin or whatever you just have different intent I think it's a very uncomfortable place for 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 law enforcement to be because, right. like, as I to mean, your point, like they just they, they're used to being able to do whatever they want as a you know matter of course. But. Right.
1: I always think of the XKCD with the the wrench
2: and the yeah,
0: yeah 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 <laughs> exactly yeah <right>. yeah. Yep. <laughs> do you think?
2: Do you think part of the problem is that the people that are kind of in charge and kind of making these decisions are? I don't want to say like too old, but like they're so removed from this mm-hmm. because, like, for like you and I at least and. Possibly, Mike, because you've <laughs> you've been doing like cyber, like you've done like computer programming stuff for like almost your m- like your entire life, basically, almost well, more than half my life, right? But like where Josh <laughs> where and I, going. Josh and I grew up, and like I'm saying, like younger people now, like grew up yeah. with an iPhone when sure. they were one. Sure, you Rush. know they were playing games on iPads, and yeah. like so, there's this like different understanding of kind of like what's possible kind of like I kind of it's like similar to kind of like what a lot of people face in the military and like why they kind of get out and things like that is like the people that are making these decisions just don't like innately understand it enough right and like I don't know if there's a person that could spend enough time to like overcome that innate knowledge where it's like we've just been using it for so much longer yep that like these people are kind of so far removed that it's like a difficult thing in their mind to even consider the other side. No, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's different than that. I think that the there's
1: in my mind, right? It's not just the like the okay boomer type response yeah. Yeah. To, to people, right? I think it's, I think it gets more into the, um, this is how we've done it and this has worked and we don't see a world where we can do it any other way like i don't think that there's enough people um at the highest levels really looking at well like hey how can we do this in a way that really works as opposed to trying to just force or enforce the same things that have always worked in the past when you have a somebody who used to be a prosecutor yep. who is now in congress and i'm not and. Suggest- I'm, I'm, Realize that that's a topic now, but that's not <laughs> where I'm going. Um, right? And now they're there. They know what worked for them when they were a prosecutor 20 right. years ago. Um, so I think there's some of that. I think there's more of that than people not really understanding what's capable and what's not capable. I mean, that's clearly part of it as well. Sure. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we've just – we've lost uh, a lot of the ability to see where the other side is coming from. Yes. Um, and that doesn't get better – when there's a very technical subject involved, so if you're if you have technologists on one side, and you have like old fuddy pe- duddies on or, the other, or just lay people in general, or they lay people to, in general, right. yeah, it's it's like we're we're already in an environment where it's very difficult to talk to each other and come to like some right. reasoned agreement on both sides, right? Right. Uh, but it makes it all that much more difficult because you just. I think it actually makes it more difficult because. One of the things
1: it just occurred to me is so on the one side you have these very technical people trying to explain something technical to lay people that
2: are maybe not the most receptive.
1: Oh, not just not receptive, but right. also at the end of the day, like they like it just doesn't matter. Like I don't get it. Like I don't understand. Right. Like if you can do that, I don't understand why you. Know, they just don't have that level, right? But the other side, the one, the technical side. Probably can can wrap their mind around what the other side is trying sure. to say with regard to like well no I get it you you want to stop criminals and and blah blah, blah. so it, it comes off very dismissive and arrogant from the technologist side to the layperson side because the layperson side is much easier for anybody to understand right. what the intent is and then you're just basically the technology side frequently just sounds like no you just don't understand
2: we well, right. probably it's probably right. super frustrating too because it's it's you're trying to have like the conversation and discussion, but nobody is like, close to your level to actually have that kind of conversation and so you're trying to describe it like a very high level and they're just the the ones they keep bringing up are super super bottom level and so it's like probably super frustrating at that point
1: right that and I mean I love listening to to Congress I listen to C-SPAN I'm one of the few people Um, you're one of the four watchers oh no I listen to it in the car oh so I mean like no no but what's interesting right I mean like just the way they ask questions I think (laughs) C-SPAN in general I mean I love it because it gives me access but I it also, I think, changed everything because now people are going for sound bites. Right. So you have these people that are now testifying and people who are asking the questions have an agenda. Yep. And they ask questions in such a way that they're, it's like, I'm sorry, I can't. There's no right answer. There isn't an answer. The way you phrase this question,
0: it's like, when did you stop beating your wife?
1: Exactly. That's that's the question. When did you stop beating your wife? And yeah. it's like, how do I answer that? And so um, and there's nobody there to say, like, I object. Um, right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right.
2: So yeah, and I, I Twitter think that,
0: hasn't made this better. Right, right.
2: right. Exactly. Nothing. Well, made- and I mean, I don't think, I think the whole like Zuckerberg in front of Congress didn't make it any better either because right. you were just like, wow, you can't even like, it's hard for you to grasp. Like when Facebook is literally just talking about like our messages are encrypted right, and they just don't seem to like know what the word encrypted means. Right. right. And, like, I'd be like, yeah, like, there's no hope for, like, a more technical... Well, right.
1: I mean, right. We're now in this, like, this already adversarial space. Right. Um, And, yeah, there's no... You're not going to bring in a blackboard and start teaching. Yep. Um, So, yeah. So, I know that there's a lot of staffers behind the scenes. There's a lot of people that are trying to inform on both sides. Um, You look at... And there's, there's plenty of organizations out there that are trying to work. I mean, most of what happens in Congress happens... Behind closed right. doors, it's staffers talking to yep. <laughs> staffers talking to you know. Well, I mean, if we people. had the encryption backdoor, we would know what's happening <laughs> behind these closed doors. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we don't need the encryption backdoor because I mean, it's we know government and it's super secure.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is like, look, I, you you can't once we know these things about math, like you can't unknow them, right. and so. Like you can mandate all these, what are essentially weakening schemes to like the cryptology, you know, uh, cryptography we use, but at the end of the day like people who are doing are breaking the law anyway they're they're going to use whatever strong encryption is right um, I mean
1: why when I why would I I just will choose not to upgrade right like right. The, I, I signal right now right. I, I know it's secure I can right. communicate securely using that exactly I'm never going to change it to, to some less secure system
0: yeah I mean so it's not even clear it's just not cl- even clear to me what the point is like not even arguing that this is a bad idea it is but uh, it's not even clear to me, like, what the government is trying to get out right. of this. I mean, it gets
1: it gets back to the, I mean, the the other side, like the gun lobby, right? Like, right.
0: hey, yeah, if you want to do um, –
1: the the, if we do all of these things, then the only people who have guns are criminals. Sure. It's the same sort of thing. Sure. It's, it's not really going to solve sure. the problem. Um, sure. So let's take a step back from that. Let's not talk about backdoors. And, I mean, like, what are some – do you know of any ideas or schemes that are – possible that are maybe yeah, being discussed in terms of other solutions aside from kits hack yeah. and yeah. hacking. Hack the endpoint. Yes. That <laughs> I mean, I think about like Tor, yeah. right? I mean, there's sure. was, there was a lot of, um, well, first of all, we know that there's a lot of government nodes, but let's forget about that for a second. Um, people think that because they're using Tor, they're anonymous, they get in. Right. Um, if you don't know what that is, I recommend you just, <laughs> if you don't know what Tor is, I just go online and Google Tor browser. Um, duck, duck, go it duck, duck oh, yeah, go that's it. right. Please, duck, duck, go. That's actually, yes, facts. Um, so, uh, you know, but you can do signal analysis mm-hmm. to figure out, like, if you, over a long enough period of time, you can see, well, these are people going into this black box. Yeah. And these are people come, and then we see signals coming out of that box box. And based on signal analysis, we can sort of reasonably yeah. say, like, hey, whenever this person's on going into it we see these signals coming out of the black box yep. and so given enough period of time you can sort of analyze what's going on and you don't actually need any access to that black box to observe a- yeah
2: i mean yeah. governments have been doing that for yep. decades right again right, Sign- exactly. human right, like right. just yeah.
1: right i mean it's the same it's the same principles that we apply to yep. astrophysics right we yep. can't see a black hole but we can observe totally its presence so are there like assume encryption's a black box Right, like let's just take that as a given. Sure, what are things that we can do? Well, I'm curious if you, yeah,
0: have. Yeah. yeah, no. So, I mean, we talk about encryption like it's bulletproof, right? Um, it but is, it's to- I mean, <laughs> <totally> it's virtual, <laughs> so how do you shoot <laughs> I it? I mean, it's fair, yeah, it's, it's a fair point. Um, with cyber bullets is the answer. Um, so only if you can spin them around, you gotta, yeah. you gotta yes, dodge the people. you piece. do the so Angelina you just, Jolie, yeah, thing. yeah. Just throw uh, hard, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um <laughs> uh, I mean but security is really 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 difficult and one of the most difficult aspects of securing a system is all the side channel and like information leaks that happen. Mm-hmm. I mean just look at spectre and meltdown. Um they they are like even to a technologist really 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 difficult to explain what that is and how it works, right? right. Um, I mean, you've got all sorts of really strange things that you have to worry about. I mean, like even, um, for example, when, when you're encrypting um, uh, on, a, on a laptop, mm-hmm. uh, the code has to be, like you could have bulletproof mathematical proofs for how um, how some encryption scheme works, but if the implementation doesn't do all sorts of crazy things like not have branching instructions in it you can do timing attacks right. to like reduce the keys sp- i mean it's just ins- it's it's like uh bizarro world like it's 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 insane how <laughs> well
1: i mean I, I, it also reminds me as you were talking like um i read a, a book i can't remember the name that talked about like in how you can um Back in the Cold War, they would spy on what was actually being displayed on another computer because of the, just the radio yep. waves that were coming yeah. off. Just the signal, they were Hec- ac-
0: freaking. The, yeah, uh, they could actually yeah, just yeah.
1: pull up what the yeah. screen was. Yeah. And so, the fact of the matter is, um, at some point, the data is decrypted. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's in plain text. Otherwise, for a human on, to be able to the, read
0: it, on the endpoint,
1: right? On the endpoint, right? It, it, and it's got to be somewhere, yeah. right? On and you have two endpoints. There's at least two endpoints. That's right. Uh, most likely if it's a community. Sometimes more. <laughs> Sometimes more. Right. Sometimes the ones we've Sometimes there's a guy in the middle. Yeah, Sometimes right, there's mid right, right, right. uh, In any event, my point being right. Like so clearly there's places where it, yeah. c- it can always be attacked, right? It, it,
0: exactly. It's just it it requires more work, right? Um but I think honestly, I think we're we're getting into an era now where um the 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 the, the the link is going dark, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are using strong encryption. Like TLS has its failings, but like it, it does a really good job at what it does. Um, pretty soon DNS is going to go dark, right? We're going to have some solution for that if it's DNS over TLS or, or whatever. Cloudflare um, is
2: pushing for that pretty hard. Yeah,
0: yeah. ISPs hate it for obvious reasons, right? Um, well, I'm curious why yeah. you say that. Yeah, well, so like, I mean, yeah. So That's so how so they make money. Yeah, yeah. So for people who don't know, um, the... Like in a, in a typical web browsing session you have like a sequence of packets that come off of your computer one of the first sequence is to resolve a domain name like google.com or whatever duck, duck, go uh, dot go um, resolve those like human readable characters into an address that we can um, you can switch packets to and uh, that traffic for various historical reasons is still totally plain text and actually one of the like low-hanging fruits for attacking somebody because right. you can hijack their dns session there's by default it's udp like you can spoof it actually there's a lot of uh i
1: mean isps yeah basically are already right they set up the dns right totally there.
0: yeah they'll DHCP you like their own dns servers right. so they can do all they kinds control of shit. Right, the phone I mean, book yeah.
1: right i mean yep they control the Ver- phone book. i mean verizon yeah. uh when you type in um, a word and it yep. can't resolve to DNS by default, you've opted into the system where it doesn't do it, it doesn't just default to a search, it actually defaults to a Verizon search wow. that pushes uh, you to some website. So if I wanted to, if I wanted to have anytime somebody typed in pizza yep. end up at my website, yep. I can pay an ISP enough money yep. where. They didn't put in, you know, HTTPS colon slash slash Papa John's or whatever it is. Right. They can,
0: they put Papa
2: Johans.
1: Yeah, Yeah. right. I've actually,
2: yeah, I've, I've experienced this a lot recently. So since I travel a lot, I'm on a bunch of different networks and a bunch of different countries that are doing a bunch of different things. Right. And so when you're, when you're joining Wi-Fi networks, for those of us in the know, sometimes the the portal, the captive portal doesn't work properly, so you have to go to a website. Yep. But since they're blocking traffic until you agree to their terms of service, it's hard to get an SSL website. Mm-hmm. So you have to find like an inherently insecure website to trigger the captive portal. ASDF.com. Right. And com. so that is, I'm going to have to switch to using that. Yep. I currently use the Drudge Report. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can use
1: my website. We, uh, I haven't bothered. Which is crazy
2: <laughs> because, so I, I've been pulling up Drudge Report yeah. just to get the captive portal working, yeah. and it's amazing how many times it does not, not work. It yet. is not the Drudge Report, <laughs> and it is just this overwhelming, Wow, it's like kind of like back in the early days when you would click on a link uh, to like... Uh, you thought you were going to Dick's Sporting Goods? Yeah. <laughs> and then it was just like pop, 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 pop. like It was just crazy. and so like i've noticed that a lot and it's like crazy because it's like i'm on like it's it's obviously the government that's intercepting these things because it's it's not like an isp name server like it's like i don't even know how this is happening
0: right and so
2: it's super crazy
0: yeah well i mean so so that's a perfect like segue into the second part which is um you know historically http just goes over unencrypted tcp uh channel and so if you hijack DNS and that DNS is to a non-secured website, the person hijacking DNS can just serve you whatever content they want, right? Because they respond, "Oh yeah, the address is me," and then, "Oh by the way, like here's your webpage right. um, with with TLS." Because of the way certificates are supposed to work, um, <laughs> there are some issues there. But um, basically, if someone tries to do that to you, like your browser will freak out um, as it should. The so, so you can see, like, the whole weak link here is that DNS, and that's going dark. So ISPs don't like that for for at least two reasons. One is the one you described, which is, like, yeah, they could just hijack your your browser, um, essentially. And the second thing is, is, even if they're not the ones serving the DNS, so, like, you've, like, elected to use, you know, Cloudflare's or Google's or whatever, they still sit in the middle of that link, and they can... Slurp up all the DNS traffic so they know a whole bunch about you. And they can sell that right. data. Which is, and they can which sell is that one or the
1: other, uh, getting back to Tor. Yeah. I mean, if you actually read uh, when you set it up originally, you had to know also to make sure that
0: all of your DNS traffic That's was right. going over that. Otherwise, you're sort of, it was yep. all pointless. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And I mean, you can set up um, like a SOX5 proxy mm-hmm. um, because SOX5 will actually resolve DNS for you um, at a little project called uh, Doh on. On GitHub, like Did it have can, an apostrophe. It should have. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Man, I made that. It was donut themed. So oh, okay. Graphic design is my passion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not your skill set. Just no, your passion. no, no. Just passion. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so it it would um, uh, do encrypted uh, DNS, uh, DNS over HTTP, um, right. and then basically like you just set the proxy up, and then you can. Point your browser at the proxy and it just works. But right. yeah, the, the links are going. Like the point is, links are going dark, and right. so it the challenge to law law enforcement agencies and uh, uh, is to find another way around this. Um, actually, I think there's some doubt whether like the um, uh, like the very expansive collection um, mandate that Congress has given some of the agencies we know about. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's. Going to get renewed. There was some discussion in Congress about basically letting it lapse. So, huh. yeah. So, I mean, maybe they also see the writing on the wall with um, with all, most traffic getting encrypted anyway. But,
2: but I mean, isn't that a win for the encryption community type situation? Absolutely. Like,
0: yeah, I think it's a win for all of us, honestly. Um, well, those of us that agree with encryption and not backdoors, right? Right, yeah, and not yeah, yeah. getting you know, like, right, uh, well, I have nothing to hide, so I don't know what's wrong <laughs> with the rest of you. Uh, let's just. <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing to hide. He has Just five kidding. Reddit accounts, nothing to, to hide. Yeah. Throw away Reddit one, two, three.
2: Close. Close. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> the worst. Yeah. I mean, I think so in terms of schemes, I think I like to think about like um, way back in the day uh, when cable companies uh, didn't like the fact that people were stealing cable uh, and had uh de-scramblers and all kinds of things. Cable companies came up with some pretty ingenious ways to catch people who were doing that. Um, they would have channels that were completely scrambled, so the only people and no one could actually buy a subscription to. Yeah. Uh, but the people who had the descramblers would see them, and there would it could be a home shopping channel with like lots of really great deals, and people would call up and order yep. things and give their name and address. Yeah. Um. Or um. I remember what um was it um. One of the major satellite uh, ones, I can't remember. Directv. Direct T- yeah, it was yeah, Directv yeah. uh, during the Super Bowl. Like the, there was a bunch of hacks that were going on where people were changing the firmware yeah. uh, in order to get around things, and then it was like this cat and mouse. It just it was a seeming cat and mouse game. But if memory serves, at some point, uh, you basically they got you into the situation where when you applied the last patch, you bricked your box. <laughs> um. <laughs> Touché. Hey, my 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 satellite's not working anymore. Ah, do not you? Yeah, why, don't you bring, just, send why don't you send just come on in? So come in personally. It's, uh. so right, or um, or you know, there's all these sorts of Total other. I I think it. I think the problem is that people lack that. Like, if you have a way and you have this yep. like tool that you've always used, um, I think having it taken away and then just forcing creativity. Right. I think there'll be a way. I I, yep. I don't doubt that. That if I think we have too much of a discussion around one particular point and not enough around, okay, let's just assume the black box, as you were saying, everything's going dark.
0: What are we going to do in that world? I think you're totally right. I think you're totally right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, necessity is the mother invention. And yeah, I feel like that's a thing. Yeah. I I think I've heard that. I say that. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Um, uh, yeah. And I mean, you know, I, we, where there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. And, and it is a Tom and, and Jerry game. So like we will, we will find ways to get right. need, the information we need, Spike we need to. Yep. The dog. Yep. Yep. Right. yep. Yep. <laughs> I like that. I like you. just keep the analogy going.
1: Uh, yeah, that's why we like working together. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I did. I will speak free.
0: for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Thor. Thanks for listening to the Cyberry podcast and make sure to check back next Wednesday for our newest episode.